Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Let's keep it that you're hearing the sound of our voices. We thank and praise God as always for our opportunity to join with you in cyberspace, online, on the phone lines, wherever you are connecting with us. We thank and praise God as always. We give him glory and honor for this another day, another day of being able to inhale and exhale, another day of being able to share in his wondrous glories and the wonders of his creation. We are grateful. We are grateful. Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, I'm always so very, very excited for my ride and live partner, (laughs) Ms. Tanya Roberts, my co-host. Hey, sis, how are you today? I, I am excellent. Thank you. It's a beautiful day. I'm at work right now, but it's still a great day. I'm excited to hear your voice and just giving the the, um, audience something good today. So I'm excited. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This is a great day. It is a great day. You know, God has been working in our midst to um, start a new platform dealing with embracing your brilliance, kingdom influencers. And when you called me earlier this week and shared what was on your heart for today's broadcast, it just like absolutely fell in line because we have a very, very special treat for our audience today, someone who is embracing their brilliance, someone who is embracing the gifts and the talents that God has blessed him with. So our show today, our topic today is the talents of God, how he can use us. So I am going to turn this over to you and allow you to um, be the forerunner for the show and introduce our fabulous guests and just kind of take the helm from here. So you take it, Chris. Thank you so much. Um, Let me tell you something. This has been a very waiting on God because I asked him so many times, how can I introduce our guest that's on today? Um, And this is what he gave me. His name is Raymond Snyder. He's a true man of God. I've known him in the short time that I've known him to truly embrace God. He's shared God with me, and and he's allowed me in my very strange and peculiar way to share God with him. And I thank God for that. He is a magnificent wood carver, a painter. He does so much in his own church um, to help everyday service. So with all due introduction, truly I want to introduce you guys today to Mr. Raymond Snyder, a man of God. And I just wanted to ask you, how are you today, sir? Are you doing good? I'm doing just fine. Hello, everybody. It's nice to uh, be able to come on and share a little something um, been using me to do. So I look forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. I just want to um, start off by just asking if you could just tell us tell us and the audience a little bit about yourself as much as you like. Okay. Well, my name is Raymond Schneider, and um, I was born in Southern California, 29 Palms. My parents were both Marines, and we moved 
every three years to somewhere new. And uh, I have a beautiful wife of uh, 32 years. I have a daughter and three grandkids, and uh, we enjoy living right here in Augusta, Georgia, and been born again for over, I don't know, 25, 27, 28 29 years. I don't, I'm not quite sure. It's been, it's been a uh, time seems to go right on by. <laughs> the more, the more involved you seem to get in church. So, um, Amen. It, so let me yeah, ask you a that's, question. That's me. Um, I want to sh- just share a little bit with with you, share you with the audience. And what I want to ask you a couple of things, if you don't mind, I want to ask you. Oh, okay. Tell, tell us a little bit about that wood carving. Um, I want to share some pictures on Facebook, you guys, and a little bit of, about um, Mr. Raymond. Um, I want to share, we, I shared on my Facebook page, and I was actually shared with other personal people, and you painted a picture of Jesus. That's what really got me, yes. my attention. That's what really put me at awe. And if you can yes, um, have my husband concentrate a little bit more than five minutes on that Facebook watching something, then you've done something. And you and he did <laughs> two things. My brother-in-law, he listened to him, and you. So it had to be definitely um, something that was pleasurable to watch. What um, influenced you to do that, Mr. Raymond, when, about well, drawing the picture of Jesus? Well, I have to say, I have been drawing since I was a little kid. Um, as far as I can remember, I think I really realized when I was very young, I loved the Olympics. And so I started watching the Olympics and started drawing then. And when I got born again and brought into the church, I uh, kind of did little things. If they had something they needed drawn for the um, the children's church or something, I would draw little things, I would do little things. But one day I was approached by the music minister at my church and she said that she wanted to do something different, something special. Now the painting that Miss Tanya saw was the last one I did, the very first one I did. Um, I also sent her that picture, so it should be on her Facebook page. Um, I am not a painter, okay? I can draw, but I am not a painter at all. So the painting that you see, if you watch the video, um, was done strictly, I believe, by the Lord. And the purpose of, like, the, uh, the painting was to just bring everybody's attention to what Easter was all about. Easter was about the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And um, I know that the scripture says we're not supposed to make images and, and things like that. But I believe that it's okay to um, bring an image that glorifies the Lord and glorifies what he did. And 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 elevates the, the the pain and the suffering, so that it elevates it in people's minds, so that it comes to the forefront that Easter is not about hunting colorful eggs, but it's about Jesus. And so, she asked me to do the painting. I, you know, just came up with the idea, and I. I did it, and um, the whole idea was to do it within the length of one song, and uh, I felt that it would be more impactful that way. So it was just because I was asked, usually in the church, I, I've always tried to do If they ask me, I just go ahead and do it, <laughs> whether I know how to do it or not. That's what I've always admired about you in, the, in such a short time because I, I definitely see – the man of God that you are to be humble. And it takes a lot. And, you know, in our short conversations with each other, you shared to me at one point that you had cleaned the church. 
And I thought to myself, man, how many, and I asked you at one point, did they ever pay you to do it? And you said no. And you said it was just something you and your wife had started doing for the church. You actually um, cleaned up the church twice um, a week because you guys are constantly doing something at the church. And I, I just think that that's really impactful and humbling. Um, was it something that really led you to want to clean the church? Is it just something that you felt like you wanted to do just to be as a service for the Lord in the church? Tell me how that began. Well, I have to say that, you know, it, it's, it, it all started when I got uh, when I got born again. I've always I, – I felt like it was important to do something to do something that would be helpful, something that would be useful. Because um, believe me, cleaning toilets is not a spiritual act. But as my wife often says, you know, we're we're cleaning them as if Jesus was going to come and he was going to use them. <laughs> so you do everything you do as doing it unto the Lord. She, that is her her saying that she uses all the time. And um I uh, wholeheartedly agree with that, and uh, it was just something that we felt like, you know, like we should do. It was like, a, you know, hey, you know, the Lord did this for us. The least we could do is, you know, that or whatever it was that they asked us to do. Whether it was cut grass at the church, we did that for quite a while, or, you know, <laughs> anything. Anything they asked, I just felt like it was our, it was, we were obligated because, of what Jesus did for us. I think that's awesome. You know, I tell people all the time, people don't realize that I'm a cleaner. And uh, I can get it into a little detail sometimes, and sometimes I can get, like, long drawn out. My sister probably will tell you guys that I have definitely got on a lot of people's nerves when it comes to stuff like that. But I, I believe in my heart sometimes that we look at our talents and our gifts um, because we want to be big singers like um, Nicki Minaj or um, Natalie Cole or people like Whitney Houston. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Please hear me. If God has given you a voice to sing, I, I feel like it's a beautiful thing. My question to you, Mr. Raymond, is um, you also do woodwork. And um, you have shared as well some many, many different talented um, things that you have carved out of wood. Is that something you started young as well? Is that something you did after you were saved or before you were saved? Oh, that was something that I did after I was saved. I started carving just, you know, like um, one day I I, I was never trained. I just uh, looked at a piece of wood and I said, you know, I can draw. So if I can draw, why not just make it three-dimensional as opposed to one-dimensional or whatever? So... I just picked up a stick out of the yard, started carving, started making walking canes, realized that people that needed walking canes might want something that was personalized to them, something that meant something to them. And so I started giving them away, and I started making walking canes with everything from flowers to birdhouses to whatever meant something to that person. And I have probably done over about 52 or 53, and they are scattered all over the United States right now. And uh, that is just something that I started out doing was, was that. And I got into doing much bigger things. And the hand that Miss Tanya is talking about, I've always felt like art should be a bit controversial. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that the art should stir people. And when it does that, sometimes it allows people to, it allows people's, um, uh, it allows people to have to reflect on themselves when they look at it, if they're, if they're upset by it or if they're, you know, intrigued by it or if they're, or, or whatever it is, um, you know, it makes them look at it and makes them think about, you know, the things within themselves. So when I carved that hand on the nail that is going through Jesus' hands, I, I wrote my pain, my sin, 
and my salvation uh, because it was in a sense, me and my sin that was driving the nail in his hand that put him on the cross. It was my sin that put Jesus on the cross. And so I want people to look at it, and I want them to be startled. I want them to be, you know, but I also want them to look at it in the sense of, well, yeah, that's me too, because it was all of us. It was the reason why Jesus was on the cross. So um, I feel that art can play a good, a really strong visual and physical part in, um, you, you know, drawing people closer to the Lord. I like that. I like that a lot. I, I feel like just hearing you um, speak about your wife, and I've had a blessed pleasure to meet her at, at one point, and I, I immediately drew to her spirit, her smile, and um, her kindness. And she had never met me before, and that was something so grand. Would you say that she, you know, I know that the Holy Spirit, because that's what we believe in, has had a lot of dealing with you in your life. Would you say that, and I would say, but how would you say that your wife played a big part, um, not only with your your salvation, but with backing you up with your art and what you do for Christ? Well, I would have to say that I would not. I know a lot of people say this, and I don't, you know, but I would not be here today. I would not be alive today. I would not be saved today if it had not been for my wife. Every man knows that a praying wife is, is you know, the hand of God moving in their life. Because <laughs> uh, um, without her and without her encouragement, now granted my wife is, you know, she's she doesn't like, you know, do those same things that I do, but she encourages me and she doesn't tell me, you know, if I say, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go paint this at the church. She's not telling me no. She's like, well, how can I help you? And so she's always been uh, my encourager and uh, uh, my love. She's been my true love for since she was 15 years old. And when I met her and, and now that, you know, we're in our 50s. Um, you know, we've just been, uh, you know, inseparable, and I, I couldn't breathe without her. So she's been – that's how important her 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 actions and, and everything in my life have been. Wow. I think we might have to have you on another show as a man speaking up about being a, a, a man led by God <laughs> and loving on his wife. That's another show. But I want to just I'm gonna <laughs> let you have the floor. But I want to ask Mr. Raymond one more thing. Could you tell um, the audience and us a little bit about the journey, um, about going out on your own, your venture of wanting to be able to um, express your talents to the world and trying to um, make this your business? Could you tell us a little? If you, do you feel comfortable to tell us a little bit about your ups and downs with that? Oh well, sure. Um... Uh, being an, an artistic person, there is a there is a lot of pull. You know, people have seen the things that I do, and everybody says, "Oh, well, you're in the wrong business. You know, you need to be doing that." And at one time in my life, you know, I did that. I stepped out and tried to have a business and tried to do use my art, do my art for my business, and um they actually had a contract to do art for for a company or whatever and it, it, and uh when the economy fell through it just it went it went away and uh you know it's been a hard journey trying to do that kind of thing and uh i think that the painting has been one of the most impactful things that I've, you know, had the opportunity to do, and people really enjoy it, and people like to see it, and, you know, I do love to do it, and uh, like I said again, I'm not a painter. If you were to ask me to paint you a picture of a dog or a rose or whatever, I couldn't do it. It's only in the aspect and only in the way, um, the opportunity of, of doing something 
because when I'm when I'm painting like the like that picture and I hope you guys will watch that video on Miss Tina's Facebook. You know, it's just me and the canvas and me trying to portray the Jesus that I see and the Jesus that I know. And um because Jesus was the strongest man on this that ever existed on this planet, but he was also the kindest and most thoughtful. And so um, trying to trying to um, have a business doing what you what you love, if it's art or whatever, is a great leap of faith. And um, you always have to be prepared for for uh, for failure. You always have to be prepared for loss. You always have to be prepared uh, financially. And um, I'm just gonna try and, and uh, glorify him with uh, what I can do now. Um, and it, it has been a it's been a, a long journey, but it's been a good one because any any journey you take with the Lord is a good one. So, you know. I like that. Seth, do you have any questions you need to ask Mr. Raymond? Oh, my God, I have so many. <laughs> this has been, this has been incredible. Um, first and foremost, sir, I applaud you. I applaud your faith in God. I applaud the fact that you yield yourself to him to allow him to work in and through you, which is so monumental in our journey and our walk with the Lord. We are, we get so caught up, unfortunately, as the body of Christ in just, Father, what can you do for me? And it becomes all about us. And what you have done and what you have demonstrated is, Father, what can you do through me? Not just for me, but what can you do through me? And I think that the fact that God has given you an incredible gift that you allow him to um, express through you is in, is just it's monumental. It really, really is. Um, as I said at the top of the show, I, one of the platforms that that God is blessing me in, and to present to others and to encourage others is embracing their brilliance. Here's the key. Um, and when I watched the video that Tanya sent me of you painting that photo, it was just you and the Lord. And there was beautiful worship music behind you. But one of the things that stood out to me is something that um, my pastor in Las Vegas um Impresses my spiritual father. He impresses us with the fact of the audience of one. And that's what I saw in you at that point. Um, I could hear people in the background at the end of your presentation that were in awe and cheering and what have you. But what I saw in you at that moment was the audience of one. And that was, it was you and God and you allowing him to work in you to show forth through you the brilliance that he had placed within you. And that's incredible to me. So my, my first question. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher um, um, in respect of my fivefold calling. So I always have to lay the groundwork and express where I'm coming from. So um, I said all of that to get to the place of how have, has your journey with him allowed you to embrace the brilliance within you that you can allow him to speak through you in the lives of others? Well, okay. Wow, that's a good question. Um, first, I think that it's it yes i agree with you that there that there is a, a large segment segment of the body of christ that and there are you know people that are you know what can the lord do for me and my thoughts you know um i when i got born again when i got saved 
when the pastor called, does anybody want to, you know, does anybody want to receive the Lord? And I was the only person at that moment that's, you know, sure, yes, I do. And I walked up front and, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but the Holy Spirit was moving through him. And he looked at me and it was like he was looking through me and in my ear so that it wouldn't be embarrassing, you know, in front of the whole group, the whole crowd, tell me things that about myself that nobody else knew, mm. only me and obviously the Lord. Mm. So he was getting my attention at that moment. And so, yes, I gave myself to to the Lord. And uh, when I was leaving the church that day, I had my wife had given me her mother's Bible because we didn't, I didn't have one. And she gave me her mother's Bible and I was leaving the church and he stopped me. And he grabbed my hand because I was holding that Bible. And he said, you make sure that you read that Bible and you study it and you read it and you learn everything you possibly can learn. Because men will lead you astray. Preachers Mm. will lead you astray. Even I can lead you astray. But that Bible, that word will never lead you astray. Mm. And so I read the Bible every day, nonstop. And I'm still doing it to this day, every morning with my wife. And one thing that I have learned in reading the scripture is that it is never what about can what can God do for me. We need to have this the viewpoint of what can I do for him? What can I do for the Lord? Whether that is as Miss Tanya mentioned, cleaning the church, mm-hmm. or cutting the grass, or doing the jobs that have no glory in accordance with the world or in accordance even with other believers. What can I do? And so in pro- approaching artistically or embracing your brilliance, as you put it, what can I do for the Lord? If you can sing, great, then sing. If you can play guitar then play guitar if you can paint then paint or draw or whatever it is but you need to have the mindset at least from what my my perspective do for god not so much in what he is going to do for me or through me because then even at that you get the sense of that people because the fallen nature of people doesn't go away per se when they get born again because mm-hmm. people's flesh start to start to rear up and say, you know, well, because people will start to get glory from it if yeah. they're doing something from the Lord. And so that, that little bit of glory of those, the people patting you on the back or the people, you know, whatever it is, starts to feed that part, that flesh part of of people so people should have the idea of what can i do for him what am i going to do to be able to glorify him so that he is the focus not me i should be you know if if i could have painted the picture from behind the screen would have been just fine for me and then the people just look at see the painting but you know, of course, that wasn't the way they wanted to do it. So mm-hmm. it should always be, what can I do to for the Lord? What can I do to glorify him? What can I do to cause people to see Jesus? Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Not the good preacher, not right. the good singer, not the good painter, but if I be lifted up. So if I lift him up and I stay out of the way, he will draw people to, you know, bring them into salvation. And I'm grateful, you know, that there's been opportunities where that's happened, where, you know, and even after that, the the painting was done, and that was the Easter Sunday, you know, sometimes you get folks that are not saved come to church on Easter. And mm-hmm. that Sunday, um, three people gave their lives to the Lord, and they all came to me later 
and said they were so grateful for that painting because that painting was a that drew them that made them think and that drew them so as long as i'm lifting him up and he is the focus and i'm out of the way that's all that matters to me so amen i don't know if that answered the question no that's powerful that's powerful um I know you had mentioned the fact that um, you you've drawn most of your life, but you had never yes. did wood carvings, and you mm-hmm. didn't do that or embark upon that until after you had given your life to the Lord. Tell us a little bit about the discovery of having a talent that you weren't aware of, and and the reason I ask this, um, I've embraced writing, but I never ever considered would have thought in my wildest dreams that God would use me as an author. Okay. Um, that I would be an author. All right. Until I got saved and he took me on a journey through the wilderness and told me to, to make notes of what it was that I was going through. And at the end of the journey, the journeying, um, and, and documenting what I was walking through in the wilderness, then he told me to, to construct it into a book, which blew my mind. So for you, from your perspective, when the Lord started dealing with you about your wood carvings, how did that impact you um, in your walk with him? Well, um <laughs> Honestly, I I I I was um, I was just I don't know. Sometimes if you if you have a talent that you do for a long time, whether and I'm sure this is the same way. If you're like as you know, if you're a singer or a dancer or whatever, and you do it for so many years, you do it for twenty or thirty years. The excitement or the the the, journey, the um, discovery is is kind of lost because you you just become accustomed to being able to do it, mm-hmm. and so when I was able to pick up that stick and then started carving, I think I carved flowers on the, on this cane. I think that was like the first thing I did, and to realize that they looked just as if I drew them, then it was a it was a very eye-opening moment for me because then I was like, oh, well, then this is a whole new medium, a whole new thing that I could do. And then when I happened to, and I didn't really know why, why did I carve a cane? Because I don't need one. I don't use one. But then I ran across somebody, or let me put it this way, the Lord put somebody to run across my path, and I saw the Lord open my eyes at at that moment to see there is a necessity mm-hmm. that somebody that had to have use of one that maybe you know because in if you if you have a, a I don't know how to put the word if 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 you have a, a, a medical issue that causes you to have to use one and you know they have generic ones all over the place you can go anywhere and buy one but to have something that you're going to hold on to every day mm-hmm. um, that is just yours when I realized that and how to see the look on the the, the, the it was an elderly woman at the time to see the look on her face when she when she told me, well, her favorite flower was a dogwood and this that and other. Well, that's what I had carved on the cane, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize that at the time. Wow. And so, I just gave it to her, and the shock on her face was rather was a surprise, but it was it was a really awesome feeling, you know. And so when I realized that this was something that I had never done before, but it was something obviously that it was, you know, people liked, well then there's got to be more people out there. And so that's how I ended up with, you know, making the 53 or so that I've made. And, Mm. and I, matter of fact, I've even got a report back from one of the families 
whose mother used that cane every day and it had her name on it, had her favorite stuff on it, everything. And when she passed away, how the family was able to share something that she had was that each of the the, the siblings, the, the, her children, they take the cane, they have the cane in their home, they have it with their family, and then the, the following week, the other sibling gets to have it, and so they pass it around. And mm. so it's a little piece of their mom. It's a little piece of their mom that gets to be with them. You know, and it's a way of remembrance in a way. And so that was, that was so blew me away. That that was completely was I was not had no idea. And so, I, you know, I, that was you know, that that was part of the journey finding out that first somebody needed something and then somebody. And that it would mean so much to somebody that the family members would pass it around and, mm-hmm. as a way to, as a remembrance. It was totally beyond my belief. So I was, I was blown. The Lord figures out ways to kind of blow you away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he does. So. He does. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I just want to remind the listeners of what the, today's topic is, just listening to what you just shared. And it is the talents of God, how he can use us. The talents of God, how he can use us. When I listened to what you, you stated about the first cane that you did and the fact that it was this woman's favorite flower that you had no idea about, you had no idea yeah what you were doing and how God would use that to impact the life of someone else. It is just unbelievable to me that the intricacies of God and how he can use us to be a blessing in someone else's life in ways that we could never even imagine. And then the, the story yes, of how this woman's family is, it's the, the cane is now a part of them. And and it has something yeah. that represents their mom to them. That's amazing to me. That it, it's like yeah. I try and convey to people all the time that God is a God of specificity. He is a God that does not do anything haphazardly, and that there's purpose in everything that He does. He does not just yeah. do things by happenstance. But it all has purpose and meaning. And just listening to you, that is absolutely amazing to me. It is amazing. My last thing that I really wanted to touch bases on is something that you shared um, about your wife and your relationship and how important it is to be connected to someone that can cover you in the spirit that can carry you in the spirit on both sides. And I'm sure that she is, as you have spoken, that she has been so instrumental in your life. I am quite sure that you have carried her as well. And, and so if you could just share, um, cause you, you've, you've shared so much and there's just so much um, meat in, in everything that you've shared, but just the importance of covering for your mates and allowing, even as God is using you to be a blessing in the lives of others, not to ever lose sight of your first ministry being in your home. Oh, well, I'll tell you, my wife is, she, she has always said that if you are, if you can't do it in your house, then you better not be trying to do it in the church. Mm, there's plenty of people there's plenty of people that are doing stuff in the church they'll be fighting with their family and arguing with their families they pull into the parking lot and they get out the car and it's hey brother hey sister how you doing and the kids are upset and the wife's upset or you're upset and and it's like you put on a show you know you put on that smiling face for you know Mm -hmm. for for the for the for the church and it's my wife has always said that if you're not doing it at home, you not be trying to do it in the church because that, you know, you're being a hypocrite, you know, essentially. Okay. So, um, you have to, you know, and, and 
you know, you have to have a praying spouse. Your husband needs to pray for for you. Your 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 husband needs to pray for his his wife. He needs to pray for his kids, but he needs to be an example to them also. So, you know, he can't be the guy that's you know, you do as I say and not as I do. You know, that's how I grew up. <laughs> that's the an example that I had growing up. But um, with without her and without her being willing to go through all the trouble and pain that I inflicted, being my old, unsaved, awful self, um, uh, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here today. And so her praying for me, her 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 lifting me up and, and trying to love me even when I was quite unlovely, which is just a trait that the Lord says. He loved us when we were his yet his enemies mm-hmm. and he loved us. So, you know, um the the importance of a of a spouse that well, you know, and like my wife, she's not at all ever or will ever be the kind of person that wants to do anything that's in front of the church. She will be glad to do anything behind the scenes, nothing up on the stage or nothing out front or not even to have something where her name was mentioned. You know what I mean? She, she likes to be the incognito, you know, uh-huh. uh, kind of person. And so, uh, you know, me being kind of out there, like doing the painting or whatever is totally not her. But that being said, she encourages me. If that's what I want to do, or if that's what I feel like I need to do for the Lord, then she's like, okay, well, what do you need me to do? What can I help you with? And, it, and it's just, even if it was something I could say, well, you know, honey, there's nothing really you can do. She's still offering to help. She's still mm-hmm. offering to do you know and that in itself is an encouragement so there is a lot of uh prayer and encouragement that has to go on between a a husband and a wife and it has to work both ways and I, i know that there's a lot of a lot of ladies out there that are praying for their husbands and their husbands aren't doing anything praying for them or encouraging them or, or anything else and it shouldn't be that way especially not in the church i mean it might be that way out in the world but it should never be that way in the church and so um i can only be my i can only be me because of her and because of the strength that she has uh, my wife's stronger than me she's smarter than me she's she's wiser than me um she, uh, you know, she, she's sensitive. She's more sensitive to me, to the Lord. She's, she, you know, she just, and so, you know, I, I, she's the person I seek counsel from and I seek wisdom from. And, and that's just, you know, I think that has to be a, a big part. I mean, everybody has to know, um, you need to have that in your life in order to be any kind of success. You need to have that person that's going to do all those things and challenge you and, you know, all of those things. So, I mean, I can't, I can't even, I can't even express how important and how impactful that she's been to me in my life and, and in my walk with the Lord. So, I don't know if that answered the question, but that's amazing. No, yes, you did. You did a phenomenal job. That's amazing. You know, I um I, I've always said that it takes a very strong man to um be at the side of a strong woman and vice versa. It takes a very strong woman to stand beside a strong man. And I think that because of how society has tried to infiltrate marriages um, and in a negative way that we've lost sight of the dynamic of what God instituted in marriage. 
we are helpmates to our husbands, and our husbands are covering for us, but it takes the two of us together. There was a reason why woman was pulled from man's side and that God said the two would become one again. We were one in Adam to begin with. God separated so that we could work side by side and incorporate everything um, and then put us back together. So that's, I, I love it. I love everything that you have shared. That has been phenomenal. Well, thank you so much. I well, am in you. awe of, of what God um, is using you and how God is using you in this time, in this latter day, because it's amazing to hear that how how you're able to sub- submit yourself to him. What one more thing, one more thing that um that you did touch on and Tanya had asked you about was your journey where you ventured out in faith and it did not quite work the way you thought it would, but the fact that you are yet faithful to God. You did not say, oh, well, it didn't work the way I thought it would, so God, it can't be real, and I'm mad at God, and all of those different things. But you still submitted yourself to the Lord to allow him to still work in and through you to accomplish what needed to be done. Um, Just touch a little bit more on that journey and, and how you were able to keep the balance in your life of, you know what, God, you are a sovereign God. Um, And whatever transpired, I still give you the glory because you are yet on the throne. So talk a little bit about that, if you would. Okay. Well, I I think it has, you know, um, has a lot to do with attitude. You know, I don't know how to put it, but... um, all my all any victory that I might have are his victories. Any failures uh-huh. I have, they're my failure. They're my failures. They're not his. He didn't fail. I did. You know, if if I was victorious in something or if I if something worked out, then it was you know it was to his glory. It wasn't you know necessarily to me because he's the one that gave me the gift. You know. And in the scriptures, it talks about the person if you about receiving a gift. If you have been given a gift, you can't act like it was yours all along. It's a gift, and so uh, any 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 kind of um, like I said, victory that I might have had, all the glory goes to him. But any kind of failure I had, like with trying to start my own business and 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 uh everything you know that was my fault uh, you know it was my it was my failure it wasn't his he still loved me he loved me through it all he helped me do it he helped me to try to um get the business going he you know he helped me but you know there there are um business decisions i made like not using the internet or you know aligning myself with a with a company to um have a contract with them to work for them and them calling themselves a Christian company, deciding to back out of a contract and not honor it, and then, you know, deciding to, um, you know, make me have to fight legally, and then that used up all my money and and all of those things. And so when I look back at it, I think, well, you know, uh, there were warning signs. There were there were things that I should have been listening to, things that I should have been looking at that I didn't, and that's not God's fault. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my failures as a businessman, so to speak, were not his failures. They're mine, and so you should always take it as an introspective kind of look mm-hmm. and see well what is it what was it that i did that didn't make it work you know it wasn't because god wasn't in it or god wasn't helping me decisions that i made that made that not happen and so i can't blame him for it i have Mm -hmm. to look at myself and say well it was my own shortcomings or you know what i mean you have to kind of keep that in perspective because you know Mm -hmm. god is uh He's the God of blessings, but 
he expects you to be wise, <laughs> you know, yeah. about things. Yeah. He expects you to be shrewd about business. He expects those things. And if you're not willing to, you know, uh, heed the little warnings or listen to the little things, then, you know, it's not on him. It's on, it's on you. So I guess just having that kind of uh, frame of mind that, it, you know, all my failures are my failures. They're not God's. Uh, but all my blessings still come from him. He hasn't, He didn't stop just because I failed at business. You know, he, he loved me through it all. So, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. Hopefully that was the right answer. Yes. Yes. No, that's good. That's really, really good. All right. Well, it it has definitely been my honor to meet you, sir. I thank God for Tanya bringing you on the show. Thank Uh, you for having me. I love love your spirit and I love everything that you have shared. Tanya, I'm going to give it back to you now. You know what? I'm just so grateful, sis, for the questions that you asked, Mr. Raymond. And I'm like you, there's no wrong or right answer in this. It all comes from your heart. That's why we call it It's Real Talk Show. We've always tried to bring real topics to the audience and to be able to share real people with them. And this is not pre-rehearsed or anything. But while you were speaking, um, Mr. Raymond, the Lord spoke to me and said they were not failures. And he said that to tell you that they're seasons. And when he used you then, it was still the right season. But now when he reroutes this gift, it's going to be in the proper time and the proper season. I believe a lot of times that God shows us certain things in our lives and allow us to go through certain things. When I was out in the world and, and, and experienced some things, I thank God he allowed me to make it back from that journey. And I would not take anything for it in the world. I should have been further than where I am in life. I should have accomplished things. I can look at those as failures, but God told me those were not failures necessarily. Sometimes those shortcomings are gifts. So when he blesses us in the future, when he truly blesses us, is that he can reroute us in our faith and how we are and our wisdom is so much more, more mature than it was before. So I just want to thank you again just for allowing um, you as well to be on the show and to share your story with us and your right. humbleness. Thank you and for having me. Everything that you said, definitely, I've known this to be a true fact. You never should judge a book by its cover, you guys, because I'll tell you something. My first time meeting Mr. Raymond, I was like, wait a minute, hold up. You know what I'm saying? And I, too, I go home to my husband sometimes, and my husband says, hold up a minute. You know how you can be. You have to allow a person opportunity and chance. And God put you back in my life in, in so many different ways that I am now learning from you in, in such a great way that I'm very proud to say that I know you. So to say Thank all you. that, I'm you proud to know you love too. to have you back on the show to talk about marriage and, 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 and the, the positions of a man and a woman in a marriage. So maybe hopefully my sister, because she's so great at everything that she does, But I just want to talk to the audience right now, and I just want to welcome you to Christ. And if you have not received Christ in your life, I'm asking that you receive him today. Today is a better time. Don't put off today, you know, tomorrow what you can do today. Accept Christ into your life. Ask him, tell him that you made mistakes and that you sinned and that you invite him and welcome you, welcome him into your world today. And he said, you'll be saved. Tell him that you know that he died on the cross. When you believe that he died on the cross for your sins and your salvation, that you can be here today, then you are saved. I believe that. I believe that you get yourself in a Bible-based church, a good church that shows the word of God. Just like I heard Mr. Raymond say, and I know that that got my sister because she's definitely a Bible-reading person, how he read the word and how his pastor said to him, man can lead you astray but the word of God and God won't. So, mm. Mr. Raymond, I'm just so grateful, and I believe that God is going to do some great and new things in this season through you for many people so you can touch others because that's what the talents of God is all about. You guys, it may not be wood carving. It may not be. You, you may not can sing, but there's something I believe in my heart 
that God has yes. blessed all of us with. Yes. It's just kindness mm. to treat someone. I talk a lot. People get after me about talking. I used to get my feelings hurt, and I used to cry I'm loud. But I thank God because I believe I'm very bold when it comes to Christ. I, I don't mind speaking up for Christ. And I know that he's using me as um, any way that he possibly can, and I'm grateful for that. What I wanted to ask you, Mr. Raymond, before you get off, with everything with all due respect, sir, is what do you, would you say to the audience that sometimes when you have a gift, it may not be for the world. Meaning, you know, I heard Whitney Houston and um, her god sister, uh, sis, was the whining. Um, and she said that she remembered before Whitney Houston got into music, they wanted Whitney Houston to sing gospel. But they came to somebody else came to her and wanted her to sing circular, if I'm saying that right, music. And yeah. God forbid. Let's look at it right now. I wonder where she would have been if she would have sang gospel. But what I'm going to say to everybody is out there, please um, listen to the words of Mr. Raymond, because what he's saying is without Christ, nothing, you can't do anything without him. And with Christ, even though you may fall short in your journey of your um, accomplishing what you feel like God has blessed you with your talents, and sometimes you may fall short, but keep trusting God, because I truly believe that God does not start anything that he does, he does not leave anything unfinished. He completes. He started a good work in you, and he is faithful to complete it. So I wanted to say that. I'm praying for the audience right now that you guys can be able to possibly look up. Ask God what, what it is that he has for you to do for his pleasure. Because every time I come to work, you guys, it's not easy dealing with um, customers and people. But I always tell the Lord, these are your people. Because I know if I say something wrong or pop off and say something sharp, then all I've done is failed you because now I'm not standing up as a child of God. So mm-hmm. I just want you guys to remember that your gifts, as he said, they're, as Mr. Raymond said, as my sister was telling you, they're not for your pleasure. They're for God's good pleasure. So definitely please seek God in everything that you do. Love God in all thy ways in thy heart and thy understanding. Lean not into your own, and he will lead your pathway. Amen. That's what I wanted to say. Sir. Amen. Amen. Close it out in prayer, Pam. Mm-hmm. we got two minutes left. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm just praying for our audience. I'm praying that, Father God, that they won't draw so much to the worldly things out there that's on Facebook and Instagram. But, Lord, the Christ-like things is drawing them closer to you. I'm praying, Father God, that right now that people just don't get so caught up in their own self-pride and their own pleasure, but to please you in everything that they do. I'm praying, Father God, that those who are not in the Bible-based church, that they, you will lead them. Father God, those who feel like they don't know how to pick up the word and, and read it, so therefore they choose not to, I'm asking that you speak to their hearts and their souls, Father God, that you will give them an understanding that they've never had before, that they, as they read the word of God, that they can reach into it and find a journey of a lifetime with you. I'm yes. praying that they will love people Amen. and love the things around them. And as I expressed once before, sometimes you feel like you like Jonah, sucked up in the belly of the whale. Well, Jonah, again, was sucked up into the belly of the whale because of his disobedience. But when he finally came to himself, the word of God said, and realized that it was about God, what God told him to do, then God allowed the fish to release him, and he began to be able to walk in the blessings that God had set the purpose for him to do. I want you guys to be blessed. I want you guys to look up to God in everything that you do. Don't be discouraged. Thanksgiving is coming. It doesn't matter about the turkey or anything. As long as God has blessed you guys with to be in your rightful minds and peace of mind, then you are blessed. Again, thank you, Mr. Raymond, for blessing us so, sir. Thank you so, thank you so very me. much. Thank you. Thank you, sis, and I very love beautiful. you so much. Amen. Amen. I, I echo my sister. Just thank you, uh, Mr. Raymond, for coming on and sharing. It has definitely been a blessing. To our, our audience, we thank God for all of you. We pray that in this season of giving, that you will not forget who you are giving thanks to, that you will make sure that you keep Father God, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit in the forefront of your Thanksgiving festival. 
festivities. We thank God for family. We thank God for for blessings. But we thank God most of most of all for Him, for Him blessing our lives with His presence. So have an incredible week in the Lord, Mr. Raymond. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. For being a blessing to our audience. We are grateful. And as my sister said, we will have you back again. You guys be blessed. We will Thank join you, so with you again next, Lord willing, next week. Same God time. Same God, God channel. channel. Be blessed. Amen. I love you, beautiful. Bye, Mr. Raymond. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a blessed one. Let's keep it real.